0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Chapter Tactics where we talk about both tactics and strategies to help both new and veteran players alike. I am your host Use Fly, and with me today we have the one, the only, Stephen Box from Vanguard Tactics.
1: How you doing?
0: <laughs> what, an in- what, what an intro, thank you very much mate. Yeah of course man, uh, absolute legend right here uh, Stephen Box. Um, uh, how about you just, like, go ahead and introduce yourself for the people that don't know who you are. Uh, but if you have been keeping up with, like, the competitive scene or uh, watching content on 40K on YouTube, uh, things like that, you're going to know who this guy is. But for those that don't know, please give us a rundown. Okay,
1: so, yeah, I'm Stephen Box from Vanguard Tactics. It's a YouTube channel where we really help people get the confidence to play the game of 40K, uh, whether, you know, you're completely... beginner at the game we've got courses and that's something which I really specialize in is the education and that's something that we're really dedicated to at Vanguard Tactics is just helping people get their miniatures on the tabletop so whether you're like you said a complete beginner or maybe you're wanting to just get onto the tournament scene then we also have an academy as well so that's really where um, we specialize in our education of the game
0: yeah uh which is really really interesting that you uh take on both new and veteran players right uh for your coaching and everything like that um what what do you usually see more of do you usually see more of like newer players do you see more of uh, uh, long termed players like more veterans what, what's the mix up that you're getting
1: well, originally we had just the Vanguard Tactics Academy, which was kind of pitched towards the more, I suppose, semi-competitive um, or sort of semi-casual player, maybe been playing a while, uh, maybe a year or so, um, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer, who wants to get to the tournament scene to do. Um, not nec- we don't really focus on win rates, you know. I don't really want to help people, um, you know. Become a five and oh player necessarily. It's more mm. about you know giving them the confidence to go there and actually have a really good time, meet some people, and when they actually get to the table, just lower their anxiety a little bit, so actually you can understand what you need to do, um, to generate a game plan, understand what secondaries you need to pick and why, and just to actually enjoy the interaction you're having with your opponent rather than worrying about oh I've never played against Gene Steeler Colt before. What on earth do they do? Um, <laughs> it's it's our goal to actually help you enjoy that experience um and ultimately you will do better but that being said now we've brought out a lot of beginner courses uh, with our basic training series um we're actually seeing a lot more complete beginners into the game now which is absolutely brilliant as well and then who go on to do the academy so um yeah it's, mm. it's fantastic We that's kind of where we really work yeah so people are new or coming back into the hobby or maybe just fed up with just not knowing how to improve uh, because that was something where I was at for a while was, you know, how do you actually improve at this crazy game? So, um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. And with like the huge like uptick of um 40K players as well, like there's a lot of people out there that are looking for these more advanced tactics, more like, you know, and, and it can be scary going to these like large events, right? You know, these 200 person majors and just being i have this feeling of being overwhelmed um, yeah, uh, yeah yeah right and oh go ahead go think, ahead i'm sorry
1: <laughs> no i think that's exactly what you you've hit that on the head overwhelmed is certainly a mm-hmm. feeling that when i asked them a lot of the students how they feel about uh, you know playing 40k uh, when they initially start overwhelmed is the word that they use a lot of or uh, and that's something that i really try to hope to clear up is a lot of the confusion and give them a little bit of clarity um, and like you said go into it um, go into an event uh, one of the best things about you know what i've sort of tried to do at vanguard tactics is create a team
0: so yeah yeah and speaking of teams that's what the main topic is for today is uh diving into what it's like uh, you know, owning a team, being part of like this, uh, a, a, a team, like I guess circuit or organization, right? When it comes to 40K and uh, just seeing like how uh what it's like to get started with it how to join one everything like that and we're going to be talking about that in depth during this entire episode uh but before we do that this show is brought to you by frontlinegaming.org where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40k games but almost any tabletop game out there purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40k events in the industry they also have uh the largest uh, podcasting network in the business with shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, which you're listening to right now, Thursday show. um, There has recently just been a new episode of 40K Game Changers as well, so go check that out. Uh, On top of that, uh, also uh, Full Colored Terrain, Full Colored Printed Terrain is finally back in stock, so get your orders in. Uh, It comes in every single Monday. Go check that out lso is uh on sale for your tickets bao and uh atlantic city open i believe no that just passed man no, I, can't, I think i, that's, I, uh, I think that's,
1: i think that's coming up
0: yeah is it it is yeah it totally is yep <laughs> are you gonna be joining it or what what's the next event that you're going to
1: so i'm going to the bay the bao um oh, okay, okay as I've got another workshop there as well that we're doing, like we did at the LVO. I'm doing one at the BAO. And then if that one goes well, maybe I can get a flight home and then get on another flight back a week later (laughs) and come to the um, Atlantic City Open. So um, I think there's like two weeks in
0: between. Man, you are traveling everywhere. You're going to BAO. I'll I'll, then that means, dude, that means I'll see you again at BAO. that will be great. Sick. Yeah. So, Let's uh let's let's start talking about this more. So how how about you describe like your team and your organization uh, with Vanguard Tactics? Like what what is that like? Can you give us more information about your team's organization?
1: Yeah, so I'll start from I suppose where it all began for me, and um, I was just in a group of friends, uh, maybe six of us, playing. Um, you know, we we're all into our fitness at the time. It's actually how we all met was through fitness. Uh, they actually were kind of associated with my coaching business that i had at the time and um yeah we used to meet up like you know just start playing 40k and i was the first one that in into going to tournaments and like you said i didn't know anyone you know you you kind of sat there like in the corner of the room a little bit like you were, you know back yeah, at like school wallflower
0: like just like standing against the wall like oh uh, hi <laughs> just lots of anxiety right yeah. <laughs> like yeah
1: you don't you don't know anyone. Um, mm. Everyone, see, everybody, seems to know each other, and it, it can be quite intimidating. So anyway, I managed to encourage my mate Jack to come with me. We did like a doubles, a doubles event, um, and that went really, really well. He enjoyed it, and then slowly but surely, we managed to pull the other six people into this, um, into this team. Um, and basically, that I suppose we, I don't, we weren't really an official team at that stage. It was just a case of. Six people go into an event together uh, where we'd go out for food after, you know, we'd share accommodation in hotels to make it cheaper, we'd share the mm-hmm. travel again to reduce costs. Uh, but then when we got there, we could, it's just that time to share your wins, I suppose. Um, it's a time to revel in what happens or could have gone better or badly (laughs) yeah Um, yeah
0: or if you like if you lost like you have somebody to just like pat you on the shoulder and be like oh it's all good man you'll get the next one don't worry about it
1: yeah that was it i can remember um jack coming over to me one time halfway through the game he was on the way to the bar and i was like how's it going jack he's like i deployed like a chump and got beat like a chump i was like okay (laughs) cool don't worry." So um, that will always stick with me. But look, it's and, and that's exactly it. It's, it's about um this sort of this, this camaraderie, as it were. Um, mm. And then obviously when I created Vanguard Tactics, um, really now it's about having a team in which originally I wanted the team of Vanguard Tactics to be um, a showcase of how well the Academy does. So if you want to play for Vanguard Tactics in particular, I wanted it so that you had to be a student of the course or a graduate of the course. Um, so now everybody that plays for Vanguard Tactics is either a coach, a student, or a graduate. So it keeps it within our sort of educational framework of players. Um, and that's kind of the way that, um, you know, I'm managing my team, as it were, or who can play for the team of Vanguard Tactics. Um, but saying that, it's a great way for those people that who are completely maybe, you know, could be on the other side of the world mm-hmm. but they could travel they could travel somewhere they could meet up at the lvo all of a sudden they see another vanguard tactics shirt and they're like oh oh he must friend I'm- friend <laughs> it- yeah, yeah yeah we we play for the same team this is awesome <laughs> um and obviously we've got like a discord we do um like online in-house uh, gts now uh, on tts which is awesome um so it's about sort of um cultivating a community of like-minded people where you know you might you might want to travel with somebody because it like we said it makes it cheaper or you just want to be able to go to the pub after and grab some food and have somebody to chat to about how you got on um and in it, in it's that point like i think 40k is the conversation starter but what it really does is it allows us to share something in common for us actually to then chat about other things in life which are also important whether it's families relationships work business uh you know and in, in it's brilliant like that right
0: yeah yeah it's 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 actually really cool because like it's, it's exactly what you said where you know you start off on like this team you, you, you like warhammer is kind of like your gateway drug into a relationship, right? Yeah. Um, just becoming friends with each other. That's like your common uh, baseline. And then after that, you guys can start talking about different shows that you guys watch, uh, your interests and in other hobbies, like everything like that. And it's just like this huge camaraderie. And that's kind of the point of creating a team or like joining a team in Warhammer, right? Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. It really is. Um, And there are, I think, this is even just playing in the singles event with that's kind of mm-hmm. what we're talking about but you take that one step f- forward and you actually play in a team event
0: oh i love team
1: events it is the best it is the best way to play 40k without mm-hmm. a shadow of a doubt the best way to play the game mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah definitely um so have you been going to like these team events with your uh with your organization and how how has that been going for you guys
1: yeah so um I played, we had like a, back in October, we had a um a, a huge team event here in the UK where we had, it's kind of, it's called the Battle of Britain. Um, mm-hmm. I was on one of the England teams. Uh, we had a few people pull out of my team, uh, of my England selection team. So they said to me, Steve, we're going to need you to captain. I was like, okay, cool. And then um, they were <laughs> like, Steve, do you no know pressure. anyone? No pressure. Yeah. Just
0: you, you be captain.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I had captain experience before luckily um uh, back in 2019 um i was the united nations captain at the uh, wtc the world team championship so i have mm-hmm. team captain experience um but then they were like oh do you know anyone i was like yeah i know a few players so i uh, managed to basically my england team became the vanguard tactics team over the course <laughs> of uh, literally two weeks we went from having just me to then three of us on the team uh, but again i it's great being able to pull in people that you know how they play mm-hmm. you know what factions they play you know what armies they know well so actually when it comes to the pairings matrix of understanding um you know what armies you want to pair into each other because that's a, a thing that you do in teams is you pair into each other at the start. So mm-hmm. if, my, if my team was playing your team, what we would do is have, let's say if it's a five-player five event, we'd have five armies because when you're in a team, everybody has to take a different book you can't share a book you can't take mm-hmm. you know two of the same um, and, and that's really why it's the best way to play so i would maybe put in my harlequins as an attacker you would maybe put in your tau in your uh, sorry i'd put my harlequins as a defender you'd put your tau in your custodians as the attacker and then i would pick which one i want to play against uh, and we would do that until we've got five live pairings and then we'd go and play our games right so i think knowing your team inside out really really helps uh, that situation because i we had uh, one of our uh, coaches ben he's a fantastic player but unfortunately his army that he normally plays um was allocated to somebody else and he was just added mm-hmm. in at the time and ad mech were a thing so someone unfortunately had to jump on ad mech and he was like sure i've never yeah. played the army before but i'll give it a try mm-hmm. um He's an Eldar specialist, so he. Although he didn't know his army, I just made sure he pal- he paired into a pointy-eared uh, he, he, army.
0: Yeah. So then he understood the matchup, yeah. just a little bit. So, yeah, yeah.
1: So as as long as he was playing against Eldar, I knew'd he be fine. So, yeah. <laughs> and he he ended up doing really really well. Um, and, and we did fantastic. You know, I think we come uh, second. We in in with one of the other England teams. All the all three England teams won. Uh, basically all their games aside from one which then lost to another England team
0: mm-hmm. uh, so
1: it's kind of like we all shared first place which was great and then recently we went to another event um, and had the most incredible game against Team Netherlands uh, in the final round which we just lost uh, but what an awesome game that was um, but again you know some fantastic uh, games were played yeah. and just a just really good experience all round because I think what it does is it gets rid of that you know obviously the balance update has come out which is amazing i'm mm-hmm. i love it i think it's oh, great it's same.
0: i love it too yep
1: um and you know games workshop massive credit to them because them being committed to these balance updates the the uh, the guys there the team uh, work so hard i see you know i get the messages oh steve what do you think of this or um you know what if we do that or can we have a quick call and this happens all the time you know not just in a nine to five the yeah. rules team works so so hard to get this right and um you know it's obviously fantastic but when there is something that's a little bit of an outlier for a while um then it means when you are in a team cool you've got the crusher stampede or you've got yeah. the you know harlequin yeah, like the, Void. The
0: Harlequins, you have the towel you have you know all, all that so, stuff Yeah, yeah yeah
1: yes so even if you're in a really like oh great i've just drew tau or whatever (laughs) at at least you know this you've got a towel on your team as well so um you just might be taking one for the team and being thrown under the bus but at least you've got one on your team and it's just your job to score as many points as you can it's not about winning it's about scoring points it really Mm. forces you to be the best player you can be because you're playing for your team you know you you gotta wear your uh, your heart on your sleeve and you play for every single point and i think that's a fantastic attitude to have in the game
0: oh yeah dude definitely i, I absolutely love team tournaments there's they're so cool um i just wish that like the logistics of it was easier to access for like you know game stores and everything like that um yeah but man dude like that if it, it's so much fun uh playing in team tournaments and everything like that so what what would you say are the benefits uh, of joining a team? Not just like a not not like a team event, but what are the benefits of uh, creating or joining um, a Warhammer forty k team? I suppose the
1: if you create a team, uh, for me it was about um, having a team which has a philosophy, um, and that's something that we really sort of stand behind. We want to, or you know, Vanguard Tactics itself wants to change the way people perceive competitive okay um you know i've always used the word competitive and when i first came onto the scene i got a lot of slack for it. Oh, competitive players just whack or they're you know they just try too hard or whatever it is um you know, just to win and you're like well no i want to change that mindset i want people to love playing against me and my team i want people to walk away and go oh my god i just had the best game of 40k Um, it was awesome it was really high level but oh what a great sportsman that uh, that player was Um, so you know we use the hashtag uh you know play 40k the right way which is exactly that you know we want to make sure that we're you know being a great sport at the table playing fair ensuring nobody has an advantage that they shouldn't have um and just ultimately having a you know game of the battle of the minds. So for me, creating a team was about creating a philosophy uh, behind having a group of players really trying to you know change this competitive um, sort of bad name I think some players have got, and I think we're slowly yeah. we're changing that. I think we really are.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot more uh, sportsmanship like uh, games in tournaments now. Um, even like on my side with like the group that I play with, uh, when we were at LVO, um, I don't think that anybody had like a bad time, right? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. They lost and you know, everything like that, but they had a good time against, you know, almost anybody that they fought against. And that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. So you're saying that the benefit for you for joining a team is just, uh, having like the same philosophy as everybody else kind of on that team, right?
1: Yeah, and, and that's, again, it, it, it brings you together. And obviously, we've gone over the fact that, you know, having a team is just someone, we, aside from the basics, which is, I suppose, just having a you know some friends around you so you so you don't feel like you're yeah. on your own when you're there. Um, and it's just so simple things. Oh, do you mind watching my army while I go to the bathroom? It's actually really yeah. helpful.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So then you're not bringing, like, your entire yeah. 2,000 points of orcs with your uh, diorama into the bathroom stall with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah or it's like we said sharing accommodation costs Mm. sharing hotels um or travel arrangements that, you know, that, that's all great, but but then it gives you this sense of creativity as well. So, you know, you can go and get team shirts made. Um, you can get special die subjective markers with your team. You can see how well your team does. Uh, obviously, on the ITC rankings, when you go on FrontlineGaming.com and you check out the ITC, um, I know myself and, uh, you know, the other guys of my team look at how we're doing. Uh, we're seeing oh, where we can improve. Um, and it becomes less about individual individual victory and more about a collective success and i think that's really great uh, to keep a much more positive outlook on the game um you know your faction might not be doing very well at the moment in terms of the meta but your team can be still doing well because your team knows that you know your time will come and when it does you're in the trenches uh, working hard with your whatever <laughs> let's say take astro militarum yeah, you're in the yeah. trenches <laughs> but- but your day will come and you best be ready for the team because the team's going to need you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just, it, it's just a really great positive way to have, um, yeah. A, a positive experience to be part of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, um, when you take that pressure off of, uh, other players, right. When, You know, when you're playing by yourself, it can feel very sad and unmotivating when you go like zero and five or anything like that. Right. Or one and five, whatever, you know, uh, you're not enjoying. But when you have this team, you know, it it kind of makes you feel better about it. If your t- other teammates are doing better, right. And they're still performing well, it still has that camaraderie. Cause you're like, yeah, man, good job. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you. And it kind of takes that pressure off of yourself and kind of like spreads it across through everybody. So that not everybody feels bad.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you could be a team of two doesn't mean you have to be some sort yeah. of massive organization or YouTube channel, or whatever, no team of two. That's where me and Jack started and then we became a team of three and then a four and then a five. And now we're like a team of 400 or whatever it is. So, um, you know, you, you've got to start somewhere and you never know what it might become. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, if you're not in a team, um, either look to join one. If there's a team that you really resonate with their philosophies, um, or obviously, if you're just in your local gaming group and you want to become a team and basically do you like the people that, you know, do you like these people that you want to go to events with? If you do create a team, go together, you know, it sort of brings it more uh, solidarity I think to the team as well.
0: Definitely. Uh, What, what, for you, what was it like building uh, your team and like making your team and do you suggest other people to create a team? Like uh, is there uh, like roadblocks that you hit stuff like that when you were uh, starting out?
1: Um, I think the first one was having a commitment. I think that's one of the things that you might sh- uh, struggle with is you need mm-hmm. to be really commit to things. Um, so uh, in the early days of having a team, it was a case of ne- ensuring that, um, like we said, people had those philosophies that the team shared. Uh, so when we sort of got out of our like little team of six and we you know created our academy and a bit more of an official team, as it were. One of the things that I did in order to help this was I wrote a code of conduct and I made them sign it. So if you want to play for Vanguard Tactics, you need to sign my player's code of conduct, mm-hmm. which is probably, um, you know, obviously, you know, you've got like now we have the ITC code of conduct for when you're actually at an event. Um, I make my players sign something before they even join the team. Uh, and it's a little bit more extensive than the ITC, I would say, in terms of some other elements in there that we kind of want to add to that. Um, like, for example, you know, be a good sport at the table, ensure that your miniatures are painted to the best possible ability of yours. Um, and again, just some of our core philosophies that we have. Um, so, again, it's, you know, not that we're not going to swear at the tabletop at our opponent. Um, you yeah. know, you're going to be polite, friendly, uh, welcoming other new people into the hobby, ensure that, you know, there's no sort of uh, prejudice towards anybody that's in our community as well. So, um, again, I wanted to make sure that people sign that because it sort of really brings them into what we're all about. Um, because otherwise, this could be, a you know, a problem that you do have is let's say there's somebody on your team that is maybe giving your team a bad name that can happen. Yeah. That was a worry, certainly a worry PR. of, yeah, it was definitely a worry of mine. So I've got the code of conduct, I've got their signature. And if they, you know, put a foot out of line, I can say, look, I'm really sorry, but we don't want you playing for Vanguard tactics anymore. You don't share our same core philosophies that you originally did. When you signed that paperwork, something must have changed, but i tell you what we'll do. I'll try and help you turn that around um so you can come back onto the team in the future if that's something you're prepared to do. And I think the first thing is it is admitting and um owning up to, yeah, do you know what? I've I've changed, I've I'm going through a bad stage in my life at the moment or whatever it might be, you know, how do I help that individual turn that around? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to just say goodbye to people, uh, because they put a foot wrong. I wanna make sure they uh we can work with those individuals and help mm-hmm. them back onto a path of success, um, which is, which is brilliant, isn't it really? So yeah, Yeah, because you're
0: you're gaining like this, uh, this relationship and this connection with these people, right? You don't want to just lose them. You're becoming friends with these people and you don't just want to, you know, it feels bad to like lose a friend. So, you know, being able to uplift each other and say, Hey, you know, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard here. um, But, you know, we still like you as a friend. Um, so, you know, once you get like some stuff together, like, don't worry about it, come back over and we'll talk it out and, you know, stuff like that. Cause you know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's, that's a, that's really, really nice. Do do you guys do things like, uh, sharing armies and stuff like that? Like, uh, yeah. Do you guys do yeah. that a lot? Okay.
1: So, yeah, I think it's one of those, it might be, um, a case of, oh, do you know what it, it's for example, You know, when the last chapter of Proof came out and all of a sudden you needed six models to do an action. Yeah, yeah. uh, It might be like, oh, has anybody got six uh i don't know vespid or mm-hmm. or warp spiders or swooping hawks or something um and then you know i might be like i'll oh, see what i've got kicking around in the cupboard and i'll be like i've got an unbox uh, an unbuilt box of this i'll just send you that yeah uh, or maybe i've already got those models painted to a good standard which we can put on the tabletop ensuring that the basing's the same um, so yeah we we do do that um, for example jack um recently um, you know, he's been a fantastic friend of mine as a bit of a thank you for his friendship. I've I painted a riptide for him in his new towel Commander that he wanted. So um I, I sort of painted that up for him uh to make well, it look that's awesome. Nice.
0: That's nice Yeah, of you. yeah.
1: You know, and um, you know, I actually got a lot of satisfaction of seeing him using that on the tabletop. So uh um, you know, yeah, we do we do that as well. And obviously I've got a huge studio's uh the the studio now has a, a large arrangement of armies so it just means the team can go do you know what steve can i borrow the uh sort of ad or whatever and i'm like sure borrow the ad for jake just this is something jake who i do my streams with he wants to give ad a bit of a try so before he goes out and buys an army he can give the admec a try at least see if he likes it see if yeah. it's his play style before he drops x amount of hundreds on an army mm-hmm. so actually having a t- having a team means he can you know yeah borrow an army get used to it in you know in training as it were uh, before he starts taking to a tournaments um you know you can ask somebody on the team that also plays the army for advice and help with the lists um you know i mean our team chat we've got for our um i suppose um elite level players um and coaches you know, constantly lists flying in there. I mean, yesterday with a balance update came out, you should see the amount of lists that were being put in there. I couldn't even keep up. Um, (laughs) So again, it's a great way of just pooling resources as well, isn't it? Whether it's armies or knowledge.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's really, really cool because what's it called? Uh, During uh, SoCal Open, I had the pleasure of talking to uh, Logan, who was the person that won that event. And uh, at that event, because he's part of XPZ, Um, they everybody that was in XPZ like were basically trying to figure out this list, right? They were trying to be like, they they were like, this is the list that we should run. This is the the winning list, and they would talk to each other all the time of like trying to make this a thing. And they kind of like pulled resources from like all their player base in order to make this one list piloted by this one guy in order to you know uh perform at uh at this event, right? And you don't really, you kind of get that when you join discords and stuff, like for your faction and things like that. But when you have your own team and you have like this chamber of people that are like minded and are just like, yeah, let's try to figure out something good. You get a lot of value out of that compared to just like trying to think of it on your own.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? A funny story. Um, Logan, actually, uh, he was one of the OGs, one of the original and first ever Vanguard Tactic mm-hmm. students. Oh, really? Oh, okay, that's cool. Yes, and then I brought him on as a coach. He became a coach for, I think, about 18 months, maybe even two years. Um, And then, obviously, he's doing a fantastic job in his local community now where uh, they're setting up a really really cool thing i spoke to him and his friends uh, and his team about in their local area they are trying to encourage people to come in play the game um mm-hmm. in, in in sharing a lot of the same you know vanguard tactics values so uh, and logan is an exceptional player in a great sport so um yeah when you said his name i brought a big smile to my face he's a very yeah. good friend of mine yeah
0: yeah it's 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 cool that um you know the philosophies that you had when uh when he joined he carried that on to another team and then that team like they're all a blast to play against. Um. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so it, cool.
1: In in the fact that me and Logan share the same team, when mm-hmm. I you know I'm I'm on you know I'm thousands of miles away, but when I travel to LVO or SoCal or mm-hmm. BAO, I've I, there's people I already know, um, regardless of the YouTube thing. But there's people I already know because we we're on the same team, and that is amazing. Yeah, it really is.
0: Definitely, it definitely is. Um, so. How about you let us know um what uh how do you go about recruiting somebody uh onto your team? Is it just like anybody can join or like how how does it work?
1: Yeah, so I think officially um I mean this is this is actually something I would love uh the ITC to change mm-hmm. if, if I could wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, but technically you can put your name down as any team, right? So um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you submit your team name, you obviously can just put your team name in. So literally going to your next event, if you don't have a team, you could just create one straight away. It could be, uh, um, I don't know, what, what would you call it? If you and me were going to do a team, what would we call it?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Sat. <laughs> St- Steven and Matt. So just combine those names together, Sat. <laughs> the Sat team, I don't know.
1: <laughs> the Sat team, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay. yeah so next next event we just where it says enter your team name we put in team sat okay uh we've got a team it's official it's happening it's like we're on facebook and it's just it's mm-hmm. it's become official now um yeah. so team sat i love it so that, that's your team you've just created one yeah and uh <laughs> as you book out recruiting someone well maybe i'm at an event or at my local club and i'm like oh your name's steve or simon do you want to you, you can play for team sat because <laughs> your name becomes with an S. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you might, meet, you might meet someone called Michael or uh, Mitchell or Michelle, and yeah, we yeah. can recruit them. Or Pat, so, or Pat.
0: So, or Pat. <laughs> Does anybody with that ends with a T, like Pat? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That's fine. Yeah. yeah, cool. Love that. So, yeah, we can do um, yeah anything along those lines, right? So we just share our core philosophies. And uh, you can just say, hey, do you want to join this team? We're really cool. Um, and just next time you play, submit it into bcp when you submit your thing that's how you literally do it um but if i could change it for the itc i'd love it so there was like a register or something or uh but obviously that's a lot of admin uh, Mm. and i can see why that doesn't happen at the moment but i just think um that would really make it official uh, that you're you're in the team so what i like to have a um especially when i bring on a new coach for vanguard tactics i do like a, a, a bio about them we put their video in our academy um we put like a little headshot in there we make sure they've got the kit they've got the dice they've got the objective markers uh if they come to a uh, an event like the bao and they come to a workshop they get a tray with a cool insert of vanguard tactics so you've got to have all the stash as well i think because uh, yeah. that's what the team that's the best thing about joining the team is a stash. I remember when I used to play uh, volleyball for a different team, it was all about the stash. What stash do I get when I join this team? So um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, you got to have good yeah, stash. Yeah.
0: What, what's the, what's, what's, what's the swag that you're getting, right? Like, what does the Jersey look like that? The Jersey actually has a lot of uh, uh, power, right? Like if your Jersey doesn't look very good, it's like, do would people want to wear that? And like, that's like, a, that, that's actually something that you really need to think about when you're creating one of these teams is what, what is your, jersey looking like what's your logo looking like all that stuff
1: yeah exactly e- yeah. even if you don't know what you're doing at least look like you do right so all yeah, the right? gear no all <laughs> the gear no idea it's my philosophy yeah there we go
0: <laughs> it's just uh fake fake it till you make it right like you gotta you gotta just hit it hit the absolutely. ground running. Yeah,
1: absolutely yeah absolutely mate yeah <laughs> just got that self-belief you know um, yeah yeah visualize <laughs> it and it will happen
0: yeah, yeah exactly uh so so how do you how, how do you guys go about like uh, do, do you guys ever do anything where you go out of your way to find somebody to try to recruit them onto your team or anything like that?
1: Um, well, not, not too much because obviously I want to keep it still within our educational framework. So, um, I'll give an example this year. Um, we had, a, uh, at the LVO, actually the LVO Ben uh, my, one of my coach coaches, Ben Jones was playing game four, um, and he's uh he's like oh playing a guy called matt laura next i was mm-hmm. like oh, okay cool best of luck and everything uh and anyway um me and ben hadn't heard of matt before um ben literally finished that game he come over to me and he said steve i lost my game i was like oh mate i'm oh, sorry to hear that uh he said yeah it's really close but steve you need to speak to matt he's an exceptional player great sport really knows the game really nice guy uh so i messaged him i think game five i was like hey matt um just want to reach out and say um you know ben loved his game against you um you know best of luck for your next game uh you called up a chat later and anyway um he goes on to come second at the lvo and um but the seed had already been planted for me and Ben. We were talking about bringing him on as a coach, if that was something he'd be interested in doing. Mm. And uh, when I asked him, do you want to join Vanguard Tactics as a coach? Um, because I, you know, I think the way that he comes across is fantastic as well in just his mannerisms. Um, he was like, I'd love to. Um, and it is actually, he said to me, the reason why I'm at the LVO is because I watched your LVO vlog when you went and it wanted, it made me want to come. Um, And obviously he did exceptional uh, at that event. Um, So, yeah, I kind of recruited him to become a coach and an educator for my player base um, and also represent the team in the right way. So uh, that was one thing. And then I've had a couple of other people say, oh, Steve, you know, uh, do you think I could play for Vanguard Tactics or I'm looking to, uh, you know, play for a, uh, like a serious team where, you know, you guys go to all the events and stuff. Um, and I said, cool. And you know, I have a chat. I've sort of kind of vet them, sort of fill them out. I look at their, um, I suppose, their results as well to see if they are regularly attending like they're saying they are. And, and I, you know, I don't care if, even if they don't even win a game, you know, people say to me, oh, Steve, I'm, I don't put my team name down as Vanguard Tactics because I don't want to, um, you know, make you look bad or something. I'm like, I don't care. It's not about winning. I don't care if you lose every game. I just want to see you going to tournaments, having a great time. That's it. So put your, put your team name down, let's have some fun with it, um, you know, and obviously ensuring that they've got a great reputation and they sign the code of conduct, then, you know, I'll bring them into the fold of um, either becoming a coach, uh, a faction coach maybe, or, uh, you know, we've got one coach, Nick, who's Nick Keeve is a, he's a great guy, uh, does loads of tournament prep stuff with our students. Uh, we've got Dom who came on uh, this year. He's a real Dracari specialist. Um, so yeah again it's having these people that uh, are real specialists in their area that are unique to the coaching team Um, and then obviously um, the rest of uh, the team then is made up of all the students which is awesome to see them uh, going to events with the swag and putting Mm -hmm. the results in for the team it's brilliant
0: yeah it's like it's like uh, it's like they grow up so fast man they just grow up so fast
1: like like logan, like logan he's you know yeah. he's, he's come through he's flown the nest he's left <laughs> and uh you know you know i'm just proud of that guy he's awesome so yeah. Uh, yeah
0: dude i i absolutely love that story um about uh uh matt laura uh because uh when i was at lvo you know i was looking at his background and everything and all the stuff that he's played uh amazing player uh, he, yeah. he's like, he barely played any GTs or anything like that before he got there and just got second place. And like, I loved like his Taylor Swift, like, uh, objective markers and his shirt and everything like that. Like that guy is an absolute jewel. So I'm really happy yeah. that, you know, <laughs> that, that you two are, uh, uh, are good friends now. So how about, uh, you give us like an insight on how you like, I guess, handle your team and, Run us through what it's like going through a meeting with your team um, before an event.
1: Yeah, so we obviously, we've got a a Discord, a huge Discord actually. Uh, But then we've also got like a team chat for our uh, coaches. So it it just helps us keep in a much uh, faster, I suppose, communication with each other. Um, So it would be a case of we look at when list submission is in for a particular event that we all we're all going to uh once we know list submissions we know our deadline of um you know if we need to get any practice games in before then we'll look through the uh, event pack to ensure that you know we're not getting caught out by anything we understand how terrain's going to work is it going to be player placed is it going to be fixed what's obscuring what's not you name it uh, we look at the missions that are going to be played and then what we start to do is we under, we create a bit of a SWOT analysis this is something that we teach on the academy as well is oh my you know, gosh you guys how
0: do SWOT analysis yeah oh i love SWOT like i love i love doing them i'm sorry i just <laughs> it yeah, just made me google so, inside yeah go ahead
1: yeah some of that we teach on the academy under uh, like when you write your list is how to do a SWOT analysis for it um so once we know that list submission will be in, and we'll then start looking through the lists. Um, I mean, one of my players, Dom's, just messaged me his Drakari list. Uh, not his Drakari, his Harlequins list. Sorry, um, as he wants to give that a bit of a try. So, I need to uh, go and do all this now. Is is look at the the event that he's playing in. Um, maybe look at the meta that he's in as well. What other players might be going? What you know, factions do they typically take? Um, obviously, the balance updates really just thrown everything out of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whack as it were which is great Mm -hmm. Uh, it's all the armies can be thrown up all players are going to be shifting to different armies now which is awesome as well but yeah if there is a typical trend in the meta how do we uh, create an army list that has a greater chance at defeating that meta army if it faces it but still having enough tools in the toolbox to uh, play against all the other factions out there as well Um, so how do we tailor for the meta but how do we maintain a balance for the rest of the uh the rest of the i suppose environment yeah. that you might find yourself in as well
0: yeah like creating just an all-rounder list that can work both against tau and then also i don't know like uh dark angels guard. or something like that or guard yeah. yeah yeah
1: you know all of a sudden your opponent puts 300 conscripts on the table <laughs> and it might not be the meta list you're like Oh well, I've just got las cannons or dark lances. How am I going to kill this yeah. army?
0: <laughs>
1: you know, where's round... my blast?
0: Where's my? Where's all my stuff? Oh no, it's ruined.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could have exactly the best list going, but you could. F- you know, play against a real curveball list like that round one from some mm-hmm. guy that's never been to an event before, and uh, he's brought his three hundred conscripts, and he's absolutely smashed you. And fair play to him, uh you know, mm-hmm. because he's brought a real me- uh, skew list of three hundred conscripts. But yeah. um so anyway, w- what we'll do is we'll look at list submission Um, and then obviously it'll be a case of ensuring that their list is legal and in on time that's the first thing Um, and then just making sure we can support them as best as we can Uh, so when they get their first round pairing uh, help them identify any gotcha moments in their opponent's army talk about the secondaries that they might pick against you know give them some options when they get there so actually they understand because not everybody puts down on their army list you know how many points it gives up for assassinate or bring it down or no prisoners so yeah. we can help them you know work that out uh, so then they can just giving them the tools really to i suppose yeah make the best decisions that they can and then normally it falls on me to organize hotels travel arrangements uh, so now i've sort of got a bit tired of doing that so I've, every event we go to every event we go to i create a new whatsapp chat for just the people going to that event i'm like right who's gonna be social secretary it's their job to book the tables at the restaurants where we're gonna go uh, and get all that organized and then one person can do hotels one person can do travel arrangements um and then we'll have a message chat there of who needs what models uh whatever they need uh books to be brought for them um so yeah and then we just that's kind of how i manage it at all in the run-up before but handling it really is so simple i mean because and it's because i've got that initial code of conduct yeah uh, i haven't had an issue with anybody playing for vanguard tactics so far in which you know i've had to drop from the team or whatever because um yeah people i think that really really helped is having that original signature to say hey i'm gonna play 40k the right way
0: yeah yeah, and th- that's actually uh, very interesting. So, on-, on the managerial side, how is it like keeping up with trying to uh, schedule everybody's like hotels? I know that you started like, you know, um, branching out and giving and separating that job for other people. Um, you know, wh- wh- was there like a hurdle that you had to like go over in order to get to that spot?
1: Yeah, I think. Oh, the other one is who um wants to go to an event in mm-hmm. um you know here in the uk event tickets were just selling out straight away because of lockdown um so i gave people hard deadlines if you don't tell me by this date this is when i'm going to book my ticket so if you don't tell me that you're in then you're not coming basically uh in the hotel group um or whatever yeah. it is so uh get your you know and, and you just got to just give people a you got to put them you got to give me a bit of deadline and that really helps you actually manage things. You know, if you're doing it for them, you've got to expect a little bit back. And I think one of those things is commitment. Um, so, um, yeah, if you commit to coming to this event, you'll pay me back for the hotel and you'll pay for your ticket, you know? And if you don't, then do you know what? Next time I probably won't buy your hotel or ticket uh, if you're going to yeah. leave me in the look. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I, I actually, I, I really like that uh, you have this uh, chat where people can talk about... Um, uh, uh, where people can talk to you guys on the event that they're going to, I think that that's really cool. Um, you don't really get that a lot, um, you know, if you're just playing by yourself, but having this group of friends that you can go to when you're at an event, you know, pop open Discord or whatever, and just be like, Hey, yep. what's a good thing for this matchup? And you have like these faction, uh, like pros, like people that know uh, how to play these factions, like these veterans, and that they can all join in and help out. Do are you guys like just uh, uh on Discord just like waiting to see results and stuff and like trying to check in with the person all the time?
1: So yeah, so it's more um you know I think when it comes to like this is one of the things Nick does every week. He he does a live lesson where he'll go live in Discord and if people know they've got a tournament coming up, they might be like, Oh, you know, there's a few lists I'm worried about. So they'll scroll through B C P and they'll be like, Oh, there's you maybe a custo, there's a towel list, oh, and there's this crazy list I've never even seen before. What does it do? And then Nick will just go through uh I suppose some of those thought processes um, So it's not maybe necessarily uh, for the wider team, like all the students that we have, because that'd be a lot of work if we were trying to help people with each of their secondaries. But um, when we're in a team event more so, it gets a little bit in our WhatsApp chat. Okay, you know, what have you got coming up? And I think when you're actually in a team event itself, that's really when you can get into this good nitty gritty stuff. Uh, when it's lots of people at singles we we, obviously we've got a discord and um people will be like oh hey you know they might be on their lunch break i'm playing against nids next game you know um any advice and and we've got loads of like you said faction experts that might just pop in and say oh you know here's some ideas uh don't get caught out by that Uh, that's probably a trap if you take that secondary because they've got necrons and their characters can stand back up with a stratagem, for example Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's more it's more about helping them make the best decisions they can rather than spoon feeding people um, i'll never tell people what secondaries to take uh because again it's for them to decide but i can only give them the tools um and the knowledge so that then they can make um decisions for themselves and that way they're empowered rather than just uh, relying upon you because i do want people to do well and learn and you know think critically analyze their um decisions um understand where they went wrong. Um, and ultimately become better generals at the table, but if that comes through empowerment, not spoon feeding. I think a, yeah. that's a that's difference between teaching and um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: know. yeah. You're you're uh, you're basically just leading a horse to to the water, and it's up to the horse to drink the water, right? That that's basically yeah. what you're trying to do. Okay, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So um, we're uh, nearing the end of this episode, but I do want to pick your brain a little bit about this topic. Uh, for people aspiring to become a top table player or to get to that top table um, and get those uh, showings, what do you suggest that they do? Do you suggest that they uh, join a team and uh, start looking at it that way? Do you suggest, uh, like, what, 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 what would be your thought process going into that?
1: Yeah, so if you're looking to improve, um, I think the first thing is joining a team is certainly going to help because um, you are... You know, like the people you surround yourself with. Okay, if you surround yourself with positive, good players, guess what? You're going to become a positive, good player. Uh, if you surround yourself with negative people, you're also going to become negative. It's infectious. So, uh, do surround yourself with like-minded, positive people that um, you know strive for the same goals. I think that's important. Um, I think the other thing to to mention about becoming a top player um, is we've we've currently seen a lot of people just meta chasing jumping from one army to the next and feeling like they have to do that and i would urge you do not do that okay um it's not gonna help you in any way become a better player all it's gonna do is hurt your wallet that's all it's gonna do it's gonna help you become very salty about the game um, by meta chasing and feeling like you have to keep up with a meta If you want to become a great player, a great top player, which has respect from your peers, uh, your opponents, um, number one, be a great sport. That's the first way to sort of earn that respect. Uh, And number two is really focus on the fundamentals of the game. So regardless of whatever army you play, you understand the command phase, the movement phase, uh, psychic charge, every, you know, combat, absolutely everything. Become a master of those phases of the game rather than trying to master, you know, lots of different armies necessarily at, at that time because it's the most broken or efficient thing. Because when you master the the core rules, you'll fall in love with a faction. Um, and when you stick with that faction, you'll be able to set some goals. And I think goal setting is something that people do not do. Uh, I had one of my students reach out to me um, yesterday and he said, Steve, you know, um, uh i'm just in a bit of a bad place with the game at the moment i said cool talk to me um and i said what is it that you know in particular you're you know you're upset by and he says oh you know i just feel like i just have to keep up with the meta as it were and i said but why what what's your goals and he hadn't really set any he said oh i want to kind of i want to win or do better than my last event where i went x in what whatever it was in terms of his win rate I said, so it's purely performance-based. He went, yeah. I said, well, okay, we need to look beyond that. Uh, that's not going to help you. If you look for just performance in terms of win and loss ratios, you're never going to improve. The reason for that is because when you actually get to the table, you need, to, you need a, a parameter that remains the same. So stick with an army. That's a parameter that remains the same. Mm-hmm. Set, goal, set goals that might be, I want to finish in the top 10 of the UK for my faction. That means no matter how badly... Your army is doing all the other people striving for that same goal, you're competing against it. Puts you on a fair level playing field. So, if you're playing, I don't know, Chaos Demons and you want to become, you know, a top Chaos Demon player, you need to to be able to adapt to the meta as it changes. So, when your codex is great, or when it's maybe, you know, lacking a little bit, or, you know, it's just had a buff from, uh, I don't like know. It's
0: like a psychic awakening, or an army of renown, or something like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you know, Grey Knights have just had a boost, and all of a sudden you've become a little bit weaker. How you adapt to those changes is really important because it's your adaption ability compared to the other players playing Chaos Team and ability to adapt um, and change, and that's a much better mindset to be in. Also when you actually look at your game stats, look at your points scored rather than your win rates. Because, you know, I, I when I first start working with people, I just say, right, let's try and score 40 points in a game. And they come back to me, Steve, I scored 40 points. That is a positive mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I just lost 95 to 41. Cool, it was your first ever game in a tournament scoring 40 points. Let's be proud of that because next game, we'll try and score 45. Then we'll score 50. Then we'll score 55. Um, you know, when I go to the gym, just because the guy next to me can squat, you know, 180 kilos, I didn't yeah. go in straight away and, try and squat 180 kilos to be the biggest guy in the gym. No, I had to work my way up. I had to start on the bar and I had to go, you know, you guys work in pounds, right? So I went yeah. from, I suppose, you know, like 40 pound or 44 pound bar to then, mm-hmm. you know, 100 pound and then, you know, 120, 140, 100, you know, you work your way up until yeah. so you get those until you get those big numbers um you need to give yourself time um and i think a lot of people come into the game thinking right i've bought an army i go to a tournament i should win no just that's like a real entitlement attitude yeah. to have it's, it's not good uh you go to your first tournament you deserve to lose every game yeah. but the most important thing is make a friend and then then we're on the road to success right have mm-hmm. some fun
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah definitely have, yeah, I, 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 I can't I can't agree with you more about just learning the core rules, man. Like just learning the base rules of 40K will take you so far. It doesn't matter if you're playing Astro Militarum. It doesn't matter if you're playing the worst faction in the world. As long as you are able to uh, know the core rules, you will pull out so many tricks in the game that your opponent can just be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. That's so smart. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I,
1: you know, and I think uh, just to give an example of that, in November, I went to a super major here in the UK and I took Blood Angels. Uh, and that, that was when like Hiveguard spam was the thing. We had the thick city going around. Um, and anyway, I, um, I took Blood Angels. I had 15 firstborn assault marines in my list, and people were like, what are you doing, Steve? Your list is trash. Anyway, game four, uh, we play five, five round events here. Mm-hmm. Uh, game four. I'm on table one, and I've got 15 assault marines, and I'm playing against <laughs> uh, Drakari uh, when they were, you know, pretty spicy, and I lost by three points three points i lost that game boy because i couldn't get my uh, my last knackman in we had a great game me mm. and boris who's a you know lvo top eight finisher uh and he came on to do second in the event but yeah people were loving it because i had like a real uh like i had assault marines yeah. some people didn't even know what they were um and i was pulling <laughs> off you know i was playing against admech rust stalkers and i was wrapping them in basing them and he was like oh i'm gonna make you fight last i was like cool you can make my assault marines fight last but because i've got a unit outside of half an inch that's not within half an inch you can only put one model on that unit and i'm going to self-sacrifice this model so you have to put your attacks on Mm -hmm. here so your fight last is neutralized so although i don't have a cool fight last trick i've got tools because i know the core rules of the game and um yeah it's great to see um sort of that level and do so well with blood angels which were not a great tier faction in november Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's awesome to be able to do that
0: yeah yeah no definitely like um when i first started playing uh 40k i started off with tyranids it was like towards the end of eighth edition right um yeah and then uh we go into ninth edition and you know tyranids they're 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 like okay like you know they're like a c-tier army whatever um but uh, as Ninth edition kept going and going, you know, all of my friends started getting new codexes, right? Like uh, uh, Death Guard, Drukari, Admech, Sisters, you know, all these like crazy things. And here I am before Leviathan, before Crusher, you know, facing against these armies and just being like, Okay, what do I do? Like what can I, you know, so I start like pulling out models and like trying to figure out different ways to like run it. You know, I'm joining Discords. I'm like, "How do you beat this? Like what what's how are you doing it with this army and blah blah blah?" And like that goes so much further than just saying, "Ah, this army's dead to me now. I'm going to move on to the next one." It just your your knowledge of the game just like expands. You become like such a big brain like 3D chess player um off of just like playing an army that's not good and like that's such a benefit to people yeah yeah,
1: yeah. you don't learn anything by buying nine void weavers putting mm-hmm. them on the table and shooting your opponent off of, you know it's just you don't learn anything it's terrible
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it's not it's not a, it's not a good way to do it uh, no. I definitely agree with that awesome all right so that's going to be it for this episode thank you for joining me uh, where, where can everybody find you can you plug yourself and all of your social medias and everything like that
1: Yep, so YouTube is, we stream every Wednesday um, at seven o'clock British summertime or Greenwich Greenwich Meantime, depending on what time zone we're in. But yeah, 7 PM British summertime. We stream every single week. We have a sort of blend of educational and entertaining battle reports that we do. Uh we have loads of coaching moments in the game. We stop it and say, Hey, here's what's going on, here's the situation, this is what you could have done differently. Um so yeah, that's the best place to find us is on YouTube. I've also got a podcast called the Competitive Forty K podcast, uh, where we do uh, codex deep dives we analyze the game uh we do like for example the review of the recent um the balance desolate. update yeah yeah exactly yeah i suppose my thoughts is um uh, as a play tester for games workshop kind of what what i think about the game and stuff uh so yeah we kind of do that Uh, but yeah, and obviously Instagram, Facebook at V Vanguard tactics. Uh, I couldn't unfortunately get Vanguard tactics, somebody, it was already taken. So I had to put the, to make it the official one, you know, obviously
0: (laughs) I feel that Um, on another level. I understand that completely. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, Yeah. So
1: you can find us there. Um, And if you want to improve, then if you're a complete beginner to the game, head over to our website, Vanguard Tactics. And we have our basic training course, which you can get on the waiting list for 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 the next enrollment of that seven day challenge. Uh, And then if you want to join the academy, if you're thinking about doing that, then again, enrollment will be um, probably around july i think will be the next enrollment for that 16 week academy course um so yeah you can get on the waiting list to do that as well for our website
0: awesome thank you so much for joining us uh if you guys like this episode make sure you guys leave a thumbs up make sure that you guys press the subscribe button um all that good stuff and we'll see you guys in the next episode goodbye everybody.